Wondershare Video Converter Ultimate makes life easier by providing you with a variety of video tools. Welcome back to Beers Up Sports Talk, episode 16, Sebo in the house, Debo in the house. Before we get started, as usual, let's hear what the beers are this week, Debo. Well, thanks to Trillium bringing a uh, nice set of beers and then you delivering them to my yes. house. Yes. Um, I am a double IPA called Dialed In. Delicious. Fantastic. Delicious. And I am drinking metal. Another du- double IPA. See that? That's awful. But the beer looks delicious. And it tastes delicious. Correct. All right. Tonight we take a break from our regularly scheduled sports conversation to talk a little bit about the events that have happened over the last week, maybe even the last month, um, the upheaval in Minnesota, the killing of George Floyd. Uh, by a police officer, uh, maybe even talk about what happened in New York City. Um, but really, we just wanted to take a moment away from sports to talk about what's happening in this country. I don't think that there's anything that we are going to say that are going that is going to make black people feel better. Uh, that's not the expectation. That's not our goal. Uh, but I think the reality is, is that we feel very strongly about uh, the issues that are going on in our country in this moment. And we wanted to take the opportunity to talk a little bit about it here because we have this avenue, we have this opportunity, we have this microphone. And even if we reach just a small subset of people, I think it's important for people to hear our voice, uh, for black people to know that we support them, uh, for people of color to know that we support them. uh, And that um, in these times, where people are focusing on the looting and the rioting and the agitators that are making this a lot worse than it needs to be. Um, people need to be paying attention. Change needs to happen. And it is moments like this where change can become real. And we're just going to have a conversation and see where it goes. No, I, I agree. This is, I mean, this is obviously going to be, uh, you know, not our normal upbeat conversation but it's one that needs to happen with the way everything's going on the way i mean i'm tired and i've only just i just read things i'm not living what people of color are going through and it's just it's it's weighing on me and i think this is a great opportunity for us like you said to use you know our small avenue that hopefully people will you know understand where we're coming from and why we support um everything that's you know, ending the the social injustice that's been happening. Yeah, and I mean, again, I don't think we need to rehash what's happened. It's 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 been in the news. It's been talked about. I just want to take a moment to think about a lot of the things that I've heard from people who have a lens uh, on the uh, on on themselves where they think that things like all lives matter are, 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 the, are the way to go in situations like this, who look at Black Lives Matter as some type of wrong being done to them. The facts are simple. Uh, a black man was killed by a white cop in the streets in broad daylight with cameras on him. That man is currently out on bail 
And yes, he's been charged with a crime, but the numbers and the data tell us that most of these people that commit these crimes don't stay in jail or don't go to jail. Or don't go to jail, they get acquitted. Correct. Um, protesting is an important part of our history. When yep. things are wrong, when people are wrong, when things happen that need to change, we protest. Um, it is an important part of change in this country and it is happening all over the country and it is incredible to watch. Now, is there rioting? Yes. Is there looting? Yes. Is that wrong? To some extent, absolutely. Right. But it is important to understand that this is not about breaking windows in Target. It's not about burning buildings. It is about getting people's attention and making them realize that year after year, black men, black people are killed, are racially prejudiced, and we as a country need to do better. It, we have to figure out a way to do better. And it's not gonna happen with words. It's not going to happen with peace. It's not, you know, I'd love for it to happen with policy, but let's be clear, we don't have the lawmakers in place in this moment for that to happen. And so the next, next best option, the option that has worked throughout time is to protest. And that's what's being, that, that's what's being uh, done around the country. Yeah, and I think the biggest reason that it's getting to this point is people have tried to do it peacefully. You have Kaepernick taking knee during the anthem. Mm -hmm. That's disrespecting the, the flag. All he's doing is saying, man, you know, this is happening. People are getting shot. Black people are getting killed, getting profiled, pulled over just for being black in a white neighborhood. No, you can't do that. That's not okay. All right. Well, now I can't play football because I'm blackballed from the NFL. Whether anyone wants to agree with that or not, that's what happened. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then you have, you know, people are using their voice like LeBron James. They had the I can't breathe shirts. Can't do that. That's why are you bringing that into the sports and in the sports world. That's not that's not a good place for that. No matter what people did, they were always told it wasn't the right way to do it. Well, now if it's not the right way anymore, this is what this is what's going to happen. You're not going to listen to us. We're going to make you listen to us. And you know, it's unfortunate that it had to go to this level. But if we would have listened five years ago, maybe we wouldn't be here. And and, and that's a great point. I think Kaepernick's obviously been a lot in the news a lot because I think folks have been able to take his his stance, his kneeling, and and apply it to this moment and say, right, pay attention. This was somebody who was just trying to do a peaceful protest to get people's attention. And what did white people do? They pushed him away. They said no. The NFL said, we can't do that. You're not going to do that. Think about this in that moment. The NFL told players that if they did that, they would be suspended. They wouldn't be able to play. These are white billionaires telling people what to do because that's what they feel like they are entitled to. And white people in general feel as if they have the ability to tell people what to do. This entire weekend, all I read on my social media timelines was how was white people telling the world that this shouldn't be the way things are done. We don't need the way that this doesn't need to be done this way. We need to do this peaceful. That's already been done. Yeah. That's been tried. You know, people have talked about MLK and what he said about peace, peaceful protests. That man was killed. 
That man was shot and killed. He was murdered. Colin Kaepernick tries to protest peacefully. He is disbanded from the sports world. He is disbanded from uh, the media. And in this moment, we see how little people pay attention to peaceful protests. And yes, I don't think that we should be blowing up buildings. I don't think that we should be hurting people. But those people, those same people that speak about vandalism and hurting people are awfully quiet when it comes to the murder of a black man by a cop. They're awfully quiet when it comes to police shooting unarmed people, uh, folks that are peacefully protesting, uh, media outlets that are retreating or not being in the way of them, people who are sitting on their stoop, not being a part of anything. These people are being attacked. I watched videos of police officers pulling down people's masks and macing them, even though they had their hands in the air. This, that's not peaceful. The people that they did those things to were acting in a peaceful way. And it's, people are so quick to judge a fire or a brick being thrown, but they don't seem to have any problem with a rubber bullet hitting somebody who's trying to run away because that police officer told them to run away. Right. Or because they are coming down on them in, in groups of 20, 30 armed police. It is, it is a really sad moment in our country's history. And the worst part about it is this just is another point in a long history of these types of events where the racial injustice, the, 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 the systematic oppression of people of color becomes too much for people to bear. And they take to the streets they use their voice, they use their actions to try to impact change. And as usual, white people are offended yep. that they would try to do that. And what they do is they try, to, they try to make monsters out of these people. And they are human beings just like us. Yeah, I think white people are really uncomfortable right now. Um, because which is great, which is what needs to be no, the case. And I, you know, and I said it, you know, I posted on social media today, you know, America is uncomfortable. And by that, I meant white people are uncomfortable. They need to be uncomfortable. They need to realize that there's a problem. There is a huge problem out there. And you can't turn a blind eye anymore because it's going to turn into, I mean, you already have the president trying to send the military out there. I mean, we're getting into a, a scary territory right now. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's almost, I, I can't even put words to it. It's so frustrating to know that like, if we just sit down and try and figure this out and listen to what, what people, the feelings that these people that are protesting have. And if you're, if you're a leader, like our president is supposed to be, why wouldn't you invite these people to come speak on what's going on? That's what a leader does. And we're not seeing that. We're seeing someone say, you know what? take action, let's get rid of them. And that's how it feels. It feels like he's just instigating and trying to set these people off even more so we can call them thugs and white people can be like, oh, look at them just destroying America. They're separating us instead of trying to work with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you're, you're totally right. And I thought you said something earlier at the beginning of this podcast where you said, you're tired, you're worn out. I have spent the last, I don't know, three or four days on edge uncomfortable, stressed out. And, and I realized it wasn't 
I mean, I've, I've been really upset about what's going on. Distraught could even be a good word. And I'm white. I have all the advantages of being a white male. Yep. Uh, and as you mentioned earlier, I can't, I can't imagine what a person of color feels right now. What I realized was giving me the most angst, which what was making me feel the most uncomfortable, was that I was letting white people that I know say things about people of color, saying things about these moments that were racist, that were wrong, that were demoralizing, uh, and I was doing nothing about it. And I'm reminded of these things that I often see uh, on social media or when I'm, I'm reading of uh, white people, one of the things that we can do is to check other white people yeah. and make sure that when they're doing something that's racist, or they're speaking in, 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 in saying things that, it, that are wrong, uh, that we check them and make sure that they know that what they're doing is wrong. Uh, it is an uncomfortable conversation, but it is much, a much easier conversation to have than to have uh, that, that George Floyd's family had to have with themselves when he was murdered by a cop. When yeah. Ahmaud Aubrey was murdered by, two, by a father and son, or by the son, I guess. Again, we as white people take for granted what that feels like because we don't have to worry about those things. We don't have to look over our shoulders when we're walking down the street. When we get pulled over by cops, we don't have to worry about being racially profiled. We live in a world where we are always going to be given the benefit of the doubt. And people I mean, of color have, con have not been afforded that, right? They have not been afforded that option. And until people realize that they are operating under a different set of rules, we are not going to make any progress. Yeah, I, you talk about being in a car. I mean, we have a story that we can share where we're in a car together, we're going to the club, we're excited. It's me, you, couple friends that are people of color and they're in the back seat. My car starts to stall out a little bit at the light. Cop throws his lights on. What's going on? Oh, I just had a problem with my, uh, with my clutch. Mm -hmm. Oh, and it was also, you didn't use a blinker to get off the, um, off the highway and I was like well I was in the turn only lane so I didn't think the, well what if you decided to go neither here nor there all of that goes on I get nothing and the two black guys in the back got no seatbelts you know tickets for no seatbelts while you and I didn't have seatbelts on but we didn't get anything no. and you know it, it took me a while to even realize that was crazy and I don't know why it took me so long I mean that we're talking about this was back in the ooh, what Late 90s. late 90s early 2000s yeah so it's just crazy and then you know today I, I just actually remembered this I was driving to your house actually and heading towards uh heading towards Hadley and I saw a gentleman a black gentleman walking down the sidewalk and a woman walking her dog and I'm like oh man what's gonna happen like then she they, you know she got off the sidewalk because you know you're you have to right now social distancing but they kind of slowed down. They talked, he smiled, she smiled. So I was like, oh my good, oh my goodness. Where I live, there's been some obvious issues with, with, um, with um, people of color and racism and it's, it's scary. I mean, I think about it. I went for a run uh, probably about a month ago and like, it was so weird when someone got off the sidewalk and went to the other side of the street and I was like, they're doing it for social reason, social distancing, but I was still kind of like, mm -hmm. wow, that's messed up. And I'm like, is that what, 
people of color deal with all the time with people with black people is that what they deal with like that's goes to their mind like this woman just really crossed the street because i'm going past them yeah and you know i can't imagine living a life like that no and we we will never have to worry about that um listen nothing we say tonight is going to make or is meant to make people of color feel better nothing that we um, you know, none of the experiences we share are going to, are going to change the, any outcomes, you know, that have happened in the past. Um, but I think the, the takeaway from having this conversation is that we, as white people, need to support our people of color in this fight. And it is a fight. It absolutely is a fight. White people quickly forget in these moments all the advantages that they have in life and are so quick to say, look at that bed, bath and beyond that's burning. Look at that target that's burning. Target doesn't even care that targets. Right. You saw that, right? The CEO basically was like, let them do what they need to do. Right. Like, but, but white people focus on a brick being thrown. They focus on the moment in time that's happening. They have forget, forgotten completely about slavery, about the way that African-Americans have been treated, people of color have treated. Um, they forget about the murder of George Floyd, maybe days after it's happened. They forget about Ahmaud Aubrey. They forget about Trayvon Martin. They forget about Freddie Gray. They forget about all these people who died at the hands of, of white people just because they were black. Right. And it's, and it's, terrifying to think that it's 2020 and we haven't made really any progress as a country um and it and and it doesn't seem given the the state that we're in and the person that leads our country right now that any progress is is meant to be made uh i i don't know that i've heard the leadership of this country um say anything about peaceful protests I don't think he said anything. And again, I probably am wrong, but I don't care because I don't listen to him because nothing that comes out of his mouth matters to me. What matters to me is doing what I can, which is a very small part to support the people of color in this moment. And they owe us nothing because for years, for hundreds of years, we have treated them like shit. We have treated them as second rate citizens. And now in a moment when we need, they, 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 they would like our support, so many of us are turning their, our, our backs on them. Yep. And I, all I can do, and, and I know you feel the same way, is just speak up and let them know that we're here to support them. They don't need to use our support, but we're here if they need them. I'm with you. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, at the end of the day, you know, COVID-19 sucks and, and we're in a, we're already in a shitty place. Yeah. Right. Um, places around the country were starting to open up. People were starting to feel like um, a new normal was, was on the horizon. And, and in the last month we've seen uh, multiple people of color killed at the hands of white people, multiple situations in what, which cops killed unarmed 
people who didn't need to be killed. And when white people ask, why are you protesting? Why are you acting like this? All you have to do is point at those situations. Um, it, it doesn't, we're not, we're not making any progress. No, and, and I still, think, yeah, go ahead. No, it's fine. I, and I think we have to use the example from New York City just to show how bad it is when a woman literally called the cops to say an African-American man. She knew what she was doing. Like mm -hmm. she knew that if she, she, she could have just said a man, a man is threatening me. Which that man, white, black, whatever, but he was black, was not threatening her. Right. Oh, no, I understand. Oh, I, I understand that. Right. But what I'm saying is she could have just said a man was threatening me. She didn't have to throw African-American in, but she's seen the news. She knows what's going to happen. They're going to come in and they're going to figure out everything that they can to charge him with something. But all she had to do when he said, ma'am, your dog isn't on the leash is say, oh, I'm sorry, clip it and walk away. Mm -hmm. And she escalated it to that. And then you have all the white people like, oh, that dog, oh, that dog, that poor dog. Yes, that poor dog, but you're skipping the important part that she really tried to get this guy in trouble for yeah. asking her to follow the law. Yeah. I want to tell one more story. Um, yeah. And I don't really like telling these stories because I, I feel like they just amplify the problem, but I think it's important to, to, to mention. I was on spring break in college and I was driving to Canada. Mm -hmm with uh, two friends from college and they were both African-American and I was driving and we were probably about 15 minutes from the, the Canadian border and I passed a border patrol uh, officer going pretty fast, relatively fast. <laughs> um, I was driving, I got pulled over. When I got pulled over, uh, I was asked to step out of the car and you know, I whatever, I was speeding, it was awkward, but whatever. What happened then was that the two African-American friends that I was with were asked to also step out of the car. Um, while I stood next to my door for the next 15 minutes, they were searched. Their bags were pulled out of my trunk and they were searched. And they were questioned for that entire 15 minutes. At the end of it, I finally said to the police officer, what, 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 why, why are they being searched? They're not the drivers. Why would you have any reason to search them? And he gave me no answers. And I said, I'm the person that, that you should be talking to. You pulled me over for speeding. You didn't pull me over because there were two black guys in the car. Um, and it's one of those moments where I'm, I'm disappointed in myself because of the, the lack of action that was taken on my part. But it's also an example of the country that we are in when you pull over a white man for speeding and realize that they, he has two black people in the car and think, well, I need to make sure that these guys aren't causing any problem. That to me is the saddest thing in the world. And that is what black people live in fear of every day. We as white people live in zero fear, right? We don't worry about, you know, as I mentioned, you know, going for a run, even if I went for a run right now at 9.30 at night, I wouldn't have to worry about anything. I'm a white male. I'm fine. I'm going to be fine, right? The worst thing I got to worry about is rolling my ankle. 
because I got weak ankles, right? You do have weak ankles. I don't have to worry about being profiled, right? When I drive down the street, I don't have to worry about being pulled over. You know, I, you know, I, I don't have to worry about any of that because I'm white. And, I, and I'll, I'll finish with this. And, 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 you know, we could talk about this forever, but I'll finish with this. You and I both lived in Baltimore. When we lived in Baltimore, the majority of the people in Baltimore are African-American, yeah. right? But that in no way made us the minority, right? Right. We were still treated as the most important people in that, that city. When I drove down the street, I could run through red lights. I could run through stop signs. Hell, I could probably drive with beers in my hand and nobody would, would, would bat an eye. Um, and, that's, and that's just another example of, of the double standard that exists in this country. It's systemic. It's all over social media. Racism is alive and well in this country. And it's moments like these when we should be supporting our people of color when racism rears its ugly head because white people aren't ready to have that conversation. They're not ready to be equals with people of color. And I think that's what kills me is people that say all lives matter. They say we're all equal. That's what we want, but it's not, that's not the way it is. It's equal for some, all lives matter, but not the same. Right. Right. Listen, if you have, People of color, your friends of color, reach out to them. They may not respond. They don't need to respond. Right. Not entitled to respond, but reach out to them. Check in on them. Let them know that you're thinking of them. Let them ask them if you need anything. Support them. They are hurting right now. This world is against them. It has been against them. It will unfortunately continue to be against them. But support them by just reaching out and offering your support. That's the best thing you can do. And hashtag Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter, absolutely. Good night, y'all. Peace.